You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network on Twitter at HockeyPodNet. New episodes every Monday and Thursday. Download at the HockeyPodcastNetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. I'm Corey Crenshaw. I'm Richie Suave Flores. And this is Sporty with Corey and Richie Suave. On the Hockey Podcast Network. Welcome back in Sporty Nation. It's so nice to be talking to you all. We're con- we're right now looking at the Vancouver game. They are currently losing. Let's hope it stays that way. There's like two minutes left, but we will update you that later. For right now, let's um, quietly wake up my co-host, Richie Suave Flores. How you doing, Richie? Hello, Corey. Happy International Women's Day. Woo! Because we were it's been a great day. Yes. I've enjoyed so much, um, you know, women commentating today. It was it's been really great to listen to, and it was really great to see the picture um, of the Blackhawks game where the uh, thirty woman crew was all together there. That was awesome. Super cool to see. Yeah, I'm bummed I didn't get to watch any of that broadcast because I was I was busy all day today. Um, I was out at I was out at the Fan Shield 500 at Phoenix Raceway all day today. Um, great race, great finish. Joey Logano won the race, but uh, man, it just it gets a long day. Got there at nine o'clock in the morning to make sure we were all prepared and connected for the sh- for a show that was ten to noon, and then the race started at twelve thirty, and then I'm running around all day grading content for the for uh, the, the Twitter page. And the, and the internets and the, and the social medias and then you go to the post race thing and then I go straight to the speed freaks and then I do this, so it's been a long day but it's been nice. I even got a shout out from the Phoenix Raceway Twitter account. Did you see this? Hey, no, I didn't see this, but that is awesome, Richie. Good for you. And I'm so glad that you're still alive. Too side note, because last year we had to make up that you were hit in the head with a a a beer bottle or some such, or maybe that was back in November. I guess technically it would have been in November because it was during this, ho- this hockey season. Wow. I'm losing my mind. Yeah. The last time you were out there, we had to um, make up a story about you getting he- hit in the head with a beer bottle because um, you know, it, it was a rough day for sure. So the fact that you were able to get through all this and still be here for the sporty nation is hardcore dedication and props to you. Thank you very much. I I uh, I go to the ends of the earth for the sporting nation. But so I didn't see this. So what did they retweet you out? Did they quote tweet you? No, no. They just they just mentioned me. I'll I'll send it to you. Check the hold on. We're gonna oh, yeah. This is beautiful. This By is the it. way, um, Vancouver lost. Whoop whoop. So that's good. Very good. Very good. Yeah. So like I was you know tweeting during the thing and then uh, Crash Gladys from. From Kenny and Crouch gave me a shout out on the Twitter because I, I sent out a, a thing before the race that was pretty cool. And then I did not expect this to get this tweet from them. And I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. And like, I didn't know how to respond to it. And um, I was like, I don't know how to respond. I've never gotten this much praise from like a very important source like 
you know, the track before coming from like an official account. And I was like, oh, oh, my God, it's pretty cool. All all are at our floor as 91. In case you guys didn't know, he's at floor our floor as 91 does is produce greatness with uh, the cool emoji. Wow, that's impressive. I know. Very nice, Richie. Next level stuff. Thank you. I uh, I don't know if I deserve it or not, but I'll take it. I mean, if you're going to go and cheat on hockey for a day, you <laughs> might as well get a big shout out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the Cowboys never shout me out on their Twitter page. Sorry, guys. Oh, damn, calling them out. <laughs> Calling them out. That's so funny. But um, congratulations, Richie. Well deserved. Well deserved. You do All you do produce is greatness. Maybe that's what it is. It was that bump today that gave you the inspiration to keep going and keep going in today. Because it's not like you haven't been doing anything. On Friday, you ran a 5K with As did you. me yeah. and Scotty and... Um, our wonderful friend, Catherine Silverman. So we all ran a, a 5K on Friday. So we missed part of the game. Therefore, we, as we're probably going to talk about this a little bit later, um, we missed the run-in that Connor Garland had um, in the Calgary game. So we did not see when he was injured in that game. He is now day-to-day, and he is back in Arizona. So he will be. he will not be playing in tomorrow's or i guess tonight's game so um but jacob chikrin is back but we'll be talking about that in a minute but i just wanted to give you guys that that little heads up because we were in the middle of running 5k and then yeah and then yesterday for uh for us it would be saturday for everyone listening um you were able to go and i'm really bummed that i didn't get to go to this speaking of international women's day you went to the pwhpa dream gap tour yeah they were out all weekend long at oceanside they played three games friday saturday sunday and it was really incredible to be there the hockey was great in case you didn't know a lot of the the players in this um pwhpa are former uh u.s or you know actually current U.S. Olympians, Canadian Olympians, who have kind of broken off from the NWHL. And they're all about kind of creating a a better situation for female hockey players and for female athletes really in general. So they they here's their mission, in case you didn't know. I'm going to read straight from their website here. Their mission is to promote, advance, and support a single viable professional women's ice hockey league in North America that showcases the greatest product of women's professional ice hockey in the world to provide a united voice to players advocating for the creation of a sustainable professional league to coordinate training needs and programming opportunities during the 2019-20 season to collaborate with like-minded organizations to make hockey more inclusive for women today and for the girls of the next generation and all three games I was I went on to the Saturday game and uh, it was so much fun. The game, the game was great. It you know like it was very competitive. It was super fun. There were a lot of a lot of great goals that were scored. The game winning goal was incredible. High talent hockey from from these women, 
And uh, you know, there were some really great players. Amanda Kessel was playing, a.k.a. as I like to call her, Best Kessel. Sarah Nurse was in this game. Um, uh, 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 geez, I'm blowing her, I'm blowing their stinking names. And I feel bad. Brianna Decker was in this game. Uh, Anne Renee Debian was in this game. Brianna Brittany Ott was in this game. A lot of big time players. Oh, Kendall Coyne was here this weekend as well. And uh, and uh, and it was it was awesome. It was uh, a lot of fun to watch. And the coolest thing about it was that. Not only was it pretty much sold out, like you couldn't really find a seat in, in, granted Oceanside is a smaller place, but a lot of the people that were there were, were families and young girls and they were watching these players like, like they were the greatest thing in the world, which they are. And I thought that was the coolest thing was to see the younger girls who were there, like looking up to these players and that was so cool. I think that's what the PWHPA is really all about, in my opinion. I mean, first props to the marketing person that read, or maybe that was a PR person, whoever it was, that made the the first thing that you read off. That was really well written. And second, yeah, no, that is super inspirational. That's so cool that they came here and did that. I'm really sad that I missed it because it. I really enjoy watching women's hockey. It's a... It, it's so different and fun and I just really enjoy the the skill and pace of it. So um, I'm really sad that I missed it, but I'm so glad that they had that. And I'm so glad that there's so many um, young women that get to go and watch them and uh, little girls, they get to go and watch them and really get inspired because of the fact that, you know, hockey is growing in Arizona, but it's growing not particularly at the quickest rate. I mean, I was even talking about it tonight. There's the whole um, Austin Matthews effect. There are a lot more players, I feel like, leaving from um, from youth hockey and trying to go into juniors and trying to actually like climb the ladder up to the NHL a lot more than there used to be. And people are taking a lot more notice of players in Arizona in general. But the one thing that I think always gets kind of left behind is women's hockey because no one ever really thinks of it. And it's even though it's growing on the men's side, it doesn't always mean that the women's side goes along with it. Sometimes it got, kind of falls by the wayside. So the fact that this was done there and that it was able to inspire all of these young girls to go and and try hockey, even if, you know, they're no matter what age you are, you can always try. I mean, even shoot, even with the Coyotes, they have um their own lessons for their employees to learn how to play hockey. Like it's never too late to learn how to play hockey, whether you are male, female, whatever. And it's just really cool that this is showing an all inclusivity and that they're able to see that in person because being able to see someone like you out there on the ice makes all of the difference. So I'm so glad that they came here and I'm glad that you were able to go watch that. Yeah, I hope they come back soon, and I hope they're in at some point there becomes an actual viable women's league to watch the best in the world. Because the news came down this week, Corey. I don't know if you saw it. It was an absolute freaking bummer to see this, but the IIHF canceled the women's world championships this year, 
And that is really in non-Olympic years. That's what all these players work towards. That's their Stanley Cup for most of these women. And in my opinion, that is the best display of women's hockey every time every time that it's must watch in my opinion every time it's on and, and like I said in those non-olympic years and the fact that we're not going to get it this year blows and it it sucks for these for these women out of these in these many many countries around the world that that take place in it and uh and and it was canceled because of the coronavirus so go figure I was going to ask you about that there's a lot of things that are being canceled because of the coronavirus, including the fact of possibly the Olympics as well, which is insane that we, uh, you know, something that only happens, well, this particular one that only happens every four years. Um, it's insane that, you know, all those people that were all training for something like that will, won't get that opportunity. And it's insane in the same instance as you were saying that this is what they train for all year and that they won't be able to do it because of their coronavirus it's it's sad and um i mean that's its own topic on its own whether you believe all of the uh precautions are warranted or not but um it's just sad that that's um what it's come to yeah and we were actually um on speed freaks on sunday night they were talking about the at Formula One race in, uh, gosh, where is it? The Formula One race, the second week of the season there, it was, is not getting canceled. They're still going to run the race, but it's going to be, it's going to take place without any fans, which I thought was fascinating. So they're like, um, nope, no fans allowed. You just run on an empty, basically an empty racetrack. And the only thing, you, only way you can watch it is on TV. It's Bahrain, it, by the way. That, and that is actually what they were, um, I, was it in, in Europe they were talking about, was it soccer? Somewhere w- There's with some a so- certain yeah. sport. Some soccer, the, so- yeah. Yeah, so that's why, that is also baffling. How crazy is that? Can you guys imagine an, an entire season or a whole section of games in a season, like especially with say like hockey playoffs. Can you imagine if NHL playoffs were done where they were not allowed to have fans because of coronavirus? That would be insane. It would be crazy. And I just honestly, for like the North pro North American sports, I just don't see it happening because the owners are going to lose so much money. Like there's been some rumors about, March Madness and whether or not what they're going to do with that and if they're just going to say no fans allowed in these in these games leading up to the Final Four or maybe even the Final Four. And uh, it came down this week too where the NHL put out uh, a league-wide, I don't know if it was necessarily a mandate or a suggestion, but... Oh, I saw this as well. Yeah, that they're going to close the locker rooms now to media so the players are only going to be available on podiums after games which I thought was fascinating. Remember, this is coming from the league that had an outbreak of the mumps several years ago. We've got the mumps. <laughs> got to have the mumps. <laughs> Sorry. That's it's, it's its own joke. Sorry. It literally comes out of instinctual when I hear it. It, it is totally a joke. It was, I'm not advocating for mumps. Um, before that mumps out- outbreak, there was an ASU hockey mumps outbreak, um, of which my boyfriend was on that team, and... Um, so that's where that joke came from. 
um, they ended up getting extra month shots. Um, those of us who were around them for large periods of time didn't get um, an extra month shot. Um, not like we were salty about it, maybe a little. And um, so after the couple who got it, it was no longer being spread because they were quarantined and such. But it just happened to be literally, I don't know, you were around back then. It was like... Mm-hmm. I think it was literally the next season that the NHL got the mumps. Yeah, yeah. It was very weird. Um, they like to say that they had started the uh, NHL mumps <laughs> outbreak, but I, I very highly doubt that. But um, So that's where that came from. I just didn't want anyone to think that I was advocating for the spread of mumps because that is, that is not what I'm advocating for. <laughs> yeah, but going back to the whole empty arenas thing, Man, what a weird, like, can you imagine trying to watch that on TV? Like, how weird that would be? It's, and so many sports in general, like, across the board, are based off of the energy that a crowd brings to the sport. It, it, it is entertainment it is all entertainment value and that's kind of what it comes down to it's it's a business so the fact that there won't be any customers essentially for the business it it affects all of the owners all the way to the top and then you have the players on the ice who feed off of their essentially entertainers who feed off of their live crowd it's like a comic going out and performing to no one it's very hard to play and to feed off of that and um it would be it would be very rough like there would be a lack of energy for sure yeah i luckily i don't think it's going to happen but but we'll see we'll see uh in the next you know few weeks if uh if more sports kind of go to that if you know if need be to that um you know for fans sake but Speaking of like quickly before we move on to the coyotes, here at the at the station where I work, um, we've gotten several emails about washing your hands, and in the bathroom, there is a literal poster now in every every bathroom there is here, with the six steps to washing your hands. And I'm just like, you. What song do they have you sing? Is it Happy Birthday? I have no fucking clue. It's. I think it's. I didn't even read the look of the post. I just saw the poster. And I was like, this is stupid. It just says twenty seconds. I think is what it says. <laughs> so was... most of the time they say like, if you don't know how long that is, sing Happy Birthday twice. Yeah, and I'm just like, you idiots. What you should be washing your hands after you use the bathroom anyway. Although there are people who are disgusting and they don't. I posted a Yoda. Um, one of the yoga meme, yoga means, oh my gosh, Yoda memes. Sorry, people. Um, that was him staring off into the distance and it was like, it said basically, uh, me when I realized that all these people haven't been washing their hands this whole time. Um, because it's, I'm a little bit of a germ freak in that sense. Like I wash my hands in an obscene amount. Like I wash my hands all the time that my hands are like constantly dry. So it's like washing my hands, putting on lotion, washing hands, putting on lotion, and then hand sanitizer there in the middle. So the fact that people don't wash their hands, and I know that they didn't, but like the fact that it is such a big thing and people are freaking out about it now, 
Like when people are going out and buying hand sanitizer, I'm like, do you know how much hand sanitizer I own? How did you not have hand sanitizer? Okay. Like I have a big like thing of it next to my desk at work. I have wet ones in my car. Come on, people. There's things called sanitation. There's basic sanitation, and that is washing your hands. You don't have to be at my level, but have basic sanitation because that is insane that one you don't know how to properly wash your hands that you need a step-by-step process and two that you need to be stocking up on hand sanitizer and all the cleaning products did you never clean your house either this is baffling to me i didn't have to go out and buy any cleaning products or any hand sanitizer any of that i had all of it already because that's what a normal human being does. It doesn't make sense to me. I just saw the meme again. Great stuff. Good stuff. Go find Corey on the internet and you can see her meme from the from Baby Yoda. But speaking of speaking of clean sporty nation, you're ready for this transition. This transition is going to be top-notch broadcasting. How oh, would I'm you, so ready for this. How would you like to buy a brand new pair of very clean, very high quality socks from yes. our friends at southernscholar.com. <laughs> yes. Another PSA. Wash your clothes. Wash your socks. They <laughs> smell bad if you don't. Yes. And you That's can. Yeah. A little PSA. And you can go to southernscholar.com and you can either get their monthly subscription box or you can buy a pair of socks on your own, in case you didn't know. Southern Scholar, men's sock company. They are brand new to the Sporty Nation. They sent us out some socks. They are terrific. They look really cool. Black and red ones, still my favorite. Love wearing those to Coyotes games. And if you go to southernscholar.com using the code THPN, you can get $5 off of your Southern Scholar order. Yeah, they're absolutely amazing. They feel nice and silky and smooth. And we'd already mentioned to you guys before about um, a contest about that there will be someone who gets a monthly box that's been extended through the network. And you can enter into that ugly sock contest by taking a picture of your ugly sock. And if you win, then... um, Southern Scholar will send you the March box, which is, I, I'm i pretty sure I put it on our, our Instagram, and they are um, St. Patrick's Day themed. So, you know, you can get your St. Patty's on while you're wearing your nice little socks. Yeah, I'm looking at them right now. They're green with some little, little bit of polka dots. What the frick did I just say? Polka... Well, no, Polka dots? They're they're square polka dots though. Yeah, so they're, they're polka, polka squares. Dots, square. They're polka, polka squares. Polka yeah. squares. <laughs> Damn right. So yeah, there polka you go. Squares. <laughs> you can you can own a pair of your own SouthernScholar.com. Do that. Participate in the contest too. We are gonna put out the picture to enter the contest at Corey underscore Ritchie Show. You can HockeyPodNet has it up on theirs. And yeah, and we hope to to send you out a, a box of Southern Scholar socks for you to try for yourself. Now let's let's move on here in the time we have because I am tired. Uh, obviously, long long day as I already talked about. A couple of things we want to talk about Coyotes wise here before we uh, before we let you move on to watching tonight's game against the hated Winnipeg Jets, and they're going to play in Winnipeg without one of their best players, Corey. 
unfortunately, Connor Garland is hurt. Yes, he it happened when he collided with Coley Cam, Tal- Cam Talbot in the Calgary game, and he has, as I said earlier, returned to Arizona. He will not be playing in the game tonight. Um, he suffered a lower body injury and is listed week to week. No, I don't know why I said day to day, week to week, day to day. Those are almost the same to me. Um, but so that's that's gonna suck very badly and the fact that this team he has been one of the top scorers on this team and considering the fact that this team has lost the last five losses that they have had have all been by one goal and one goal just means to tie it which means one point and one point will actually make a big difference in how tight this field is they play winnipeg twice this season or twice more this season um three nine and four four and then they play vancouver twice more uh three twelve and four two and then they play nashville one more time this season on three twenty eight. those are the only games that they can control and those are the only ways that they can control gaining points and making anyone in front of them lose points. So in that regard, every point counts and they have to be winning these games. So that one goal is a big difference, even if it just means one point. Yeah, I look, I've been very honest with saying that I don't think the Coyotes are going to make the playoffs this year. I've said that for the last, what, week plus, I guess. And uh, and although that win against Vancouver, which uh, we did our live podcast during that game, maybe bumped up their chances a little bit to close to 50-50, then they went right skyrocketing back down after the Calgary loss to, according last I looked at, uh, at the Athletics projection, they were around about... Um, Actually, yeah, I think the athletic projection was actually still pretty high at about 38%, 40%-ish. Um, the other projection I looked at had him down under 30%. And now with your best goal scorer out for probably the rest of the season, it week to week doesn't sound very good, it's going to be an uphill battle for this team. I mean, we already know how much of a scoring problem this team has. And when you lose, I think in my opinion, they're kind of – bottle rocket you know guy that's uh, that really kind of stirs the drink a lot of times like in my opinion Connor Garland has really kick-started Phil Kessel a little bit ever since Connor Garland kind of dropped down to that line and and, uh and so he's going to be missed very much um we don't know who's going to take his spot in the lineup um Michael Grabner Christian Fisher have been your two scratches as of late so one of those two guys will, will get in the lineup there. You know, I'd like to see Michael Grabner in there, just, you know, see what he's got. He's been off for way, way too long. But uh, this is a, this, in my opinion, is kind of the death blow uh, to the Coyote season, losing Connor Garland, even though, even though they are actually getting one of, if not their best defenseman in Jacob Chickern back likely tonight against Winnipeg. Yes, he is in Winnipeg. So he was practicing on Sunday. Um, and for reference to 
Uh, Connor Garland is leading in goals with 22. Um, closest to that is Christian Dvorak with 18. And then tied for third is Clayton Keller and Carl Soderberg with 17. Um, then it goes Hall, Lawson Krause, and Kessel. So um, obviously it's a major hurt. I, I think it's very... And I don't want to say this, and I don't want to assume that they would do anything that wouldn't be in the best interest of their player. But I do think that if it push comes to shove, if he's week to week and they determine that he is close enough to playing, I think they might try to press him to try to play because of the fact that he does add so much fuel on the ice. And he has been, as we've said since the beginning of this season, um, kind of the fuel that basically anyone can on this team can produce if they work hard. Like he came from behind. No one thought that he would be the player that he is this season. And he has been not only the top producer, but the most consistent out of this entire team. And I had written in my notes to um, talk about today that, um, you know, the their hashtag they have going out is um, Rally the Valley, but I almost feel like it should more be like hashtag Consistent Coyotes. It doesn't sound as pretty, but it's more realistic. Unless you have a consistent team and they have consistent scoring and they're able to score the amount of goals that you need to score to actually win a game in the National Hockey League, one or two goals is not going to do that. So if you're able to do that, you have your all-star goaltender back in and with Jacob Chikorin, you have a, a you know a, a top defenseman who has been very much missed since he's been gone. So defensively, you're going to be doing well. It's the offensive side of things that is going to be scary. And when you have not uh, not too many people offensively doing the greatest and then you have your normally pretty good offensive defenseman and OEL playing very not good at all um it's very scary on that end and you can play as great of a defensive game as you want but without the scoring capacity they will not be making it into the playoffs this year nor shall they you know it would be not fun to see for them to make it in and then just completely botch it. Yeah, yeah, that's actually an interesting point. I mean, obviously I want this team to make the playoffs, even if it means they get swept in the first round. To have those two home games and those two wideouts would be incredible for the city to see. But you're right. Like, if this team does make the playoffs and Connor Garland is missing some games, likely they're not going to have the greatest of time. So, like... You know, for example, say they sneak into that second wild card spot, you know, they're going to be playing the, the they're probably likely going to be playing the St. Louis Blues in the first round of the playoffs. Granted, the Coyotes have played the St. Louis Blues fairly well for the most part and they beat them in two to three games, and of course the one game that they shit the bed against, they really shit the bed against them and only put up 14 shots on goal. So, you know, I don't. Yeah, I don't think you know the the Coyotes might be able to put up a kind of a fight with St. Louis, but it's gonna it'd be a, but over a seven game series, I think the Blues would just beat the Coyotes into submission. So, 
you know that's an that's that's a good interesting point you brought up there. But yeah, I like I, said, I just my my hope is is fading ever more, ever ever more. It is it is fading unless they just somehow some way just get some sort of juju going. And we thought they had that juju. Remember in that goal uh, by Soderberg against Vancouver, but they just weren't able to carry it over to the Calgary game, unfortunately. Oh, yeah. That, and that's their biggest problem, is the fact that they aren't consistent in the fact that they can carry this momentum through a game, and you can just see a certain fire within them, and then go into the next game, and it's like they're a completely different team. They have no relation to the team that was playing previously, and you think that they have been abducted and replaced overnight because they don't even remotely look the same and that's one of the problems that I kind of have if they were to make the playoffs is people don't pay as much attention you know there's always the east coast bias and so over on the west coast here they don't always pay attention to what exactly is going on but if this team makes um, the playoffs, and then they completely shit the bed, that's also not going to be a, a good look on a national scale when people are paying attention to it. If they just get smoked in the playoffs, it's not going to look good for any progress that they've made this season on trying to gain respect as being a, a strong team and a team that's going to have to be moving moving divisions as well. So um, it's almost you wonder if you want them to be making the playoffs but then you also have to wonder about the hall situation as well if they don't make the playoffs does hall really want to stay here and that's difficult as well right now they are fifth um in the wild card and they are behind minnesota with who has 69 games played with 77 (laughs) 77 points oh i should have realized this there's going to be a lot of those um, Vancouver with 68 games played with 76 points. Nashville with 68 games and 76 points. Winnipeg with 69 games nice. played and 76 points. And Arizona with 69 games nice. played and 74 points. So, um, Luckily, the closest behind is Chicago, who also lost today. Um, they have 70 points in 69 games played. So um, I'm going to stop. So I stopped saying 69, but because um, <laughs> <laughs> everyone after that is all the same. But um, so, you know, it, it's, it would be a tough road for them to get there anyways. But I mean, it's. It's hard. It's very hard on whether I actually really want them to or not because of the fact that I would hate for them to embarrass themselves on a grand stage. And that's the last thing that everyone wants to hear. But I mean, if they can start stringing it together and making it look good, then they would deserve to get into the playoffs. I would just hate them getting to get there when they really don't deserve it. It's we're going to be able to watch it a lot closer and be able to see where they're going with all of this a lot easier now because of the fact that they are only one game of he- one game ahead of um, two of the teams and uh, on the exact same game count as the other two. So it basically every game from here on out, it'll start moving around as opposed to the Coyotes kind of staying relatively stationary because they were so many games ahead 
And we're going to wrap up here momentarily, but number one in the wild card right now is who? Uh, Minnesota. And who did the Coyotes lose to three fucking times this year? Minnesota. Exactly. And they lost two of those games when the Wild were just hot trash at the bottom of the Western Conference and we were a laughingstock. And I said this on Twitter earlier this week, I think after Minnesota won a game, um, that's going to be your difference between making the miss in the playoffs this year. Those six points against that team, who you should have beaten all three times this year, that's your difference. Kyrie's have those six points now. They're sitting pretty pretty and the three spot in the Pacific Division right now with a little bit of leeway over the Vancouver Canucks at 76 points. But no, that's not the case. Instead, Minnesota picked up all six of those points, and they're right in the wild card hunt, wild card hunt right now and playing pretty well 7-3-0 and in their last 10 games. That's going to be your difference this year, and that is, I think, the frustrating part um, for me anyway. It's like, it was there, man, and, and you blew it against these teams that you should have beaten, and that's the reason why they're going to miss the playoffs. And, and it all comes back to the consistency that I was pointing out before. This team was blowing really easy games throughout the whole beginning of the season. We were complaining about it on our previous podcast and the fact that they would play amazing um, against great teams. About When they played the St. Louis Blues the first time, it was a great game. And they, by all means, should not have played well. And they played great. And then you play a team like the wild who was hot trash at that point in time and played absolutely terrible. And this is the problem is there are, when it comes to these wild card races at the end here, you realize that those games earlier on in the season that you may have taken lighter than you should have end up being big deals towards the end here. And those every point counts when it comes to, getting in to the wild card spot. And that's the same problem they ran to last year. So the fact that they're making the same mistake is a little bit inexcusable and pretty stupid, honestly. I, I, I 100% agree. And uh, quickly before we go here, I just wanted to, can I do a quick rant? Oh, of course. Do you know, it has nothing to do with hockey, but I think you know what I'm going to rant about here. Um, in case you're, if you're on the Twitter at all, you probably have seen, or if you're on the on the pro football talks and the, and the Twitter and the internets and the and the Instagrams and whatnots, you probably have seen a leak of the new Los Angeles Rams logo. Now, for those of you in the sport nation that don't know, I am of course a Rams fan. Yes, I'm a fan of a Los Angeles team. Hate me all you want. That's fine. Whatever. Um, it still kind of hurts me inside that I am, in fact, a fan of an L.A. team. But the Rams you didn't start out in L.A. So you when you it would have been it would have been this way if you would have started out as an L.A. Rams fan, like when they were in L.A. But you started out as a St. Louis Rams fan. Yeah, so yeah. I feel like you get a pardon. Yeah. OK, thank you. I appreciate that. Um, You're welcome. I don't know if Cardinals fans like me for that, but whatever. Screw the Cardinals. They suck anyway. And I always have. But um you probably have seen the leak of the new Los Angeles Rams logo on one, a new era hat that is supposedly the the draft cap this year coming up in Vegas. 
And yes. Oh my god, it's so disgusting. It looks like absolute trash. It looks like it was designed by a seven-year-old in a freaking Photoshop class. Where they're like, oh, well, let me just, uh, let me mix the Chargers and the Rams logos together. That will look cool, and that should be the new logo of the Rams. Why the freak are they even changing the logo in the first place? The logo's been fine for the last 25 years that they've had the same exact logo. It didn't need changing at all. Except for the fact that Stan Kroenke needs to pay for his $7 trillion freaking stadium. And so he comes out with this ridiculously ugly, bullcrap looking logo that I've seen everybody on Twitter trashing over the last 12 hours. And I'm glad they're doing it. And I hope Stan Kroenke goes, oh, I've made a mistake. Let's not change the logo. This thing never sees the light of day. They just stick with the old logo. And we move on with their lives and forget that they ever tried to become, look like the Los Angeles Chargers, but not really because of the Rams. But the logo doesn't even have a ram in it. It just kind of looks like, supposedly looks like a horn, but it's not a horn. Like it's more like a lightning bolt. It's so stupid. I hate it. Oh, I thought it was supposed to be a wave. Yeah, exactly. Stupid. Um, uh, to be honest with you, when I looked at it, it, it looked to me like it was supposed to be an emblem for recycling in L.A. <laughs> that's genuinely what it looks like and it's the colors of a macaroni penguin i don't know if you've ever looked up a macaroni penguin but it is the colors of a macaroni penguin i don't know what that is what is that is it like a it's it's a penguin that's black and white and it has these little hairs on the front of it that are like a a yellowish color and it literally look up a macaroni penguin it could oh, be. Oh, yeah, there he is. He's got like little, like yellow head for stuff. Yeah. Yeah, they used the color scheme of a macaroni penguin and created a recycling emblem. Oh, that's so stupid. We need to it, stop it this. Does. So, I, number one, I can go to bed and not be as angry tomorrow about this stupid logo. Maybe people will take the hats once they come out and put them in recycling bins. <laughs> And start recycling. The only good thing about this is if they do go through with this logo change, and I'm seriously doubting they actually will, it, there's precedent for that happening where teams have concept logos that never see the light of day. Um, is that all the old logo stuff will be cheaper so I can go and buy myself a new like Aaron Donald jersey? But it was like it's the old logo, so it'll be cheaper, and I'm looking forward to that. <laughs> I'm, I mean, if they have multiple hats that are made like this and they've gotten this bad of reaction... Um, don't they usually send the, like, losing Super Bowl team to, um, to, like, Africa or whatever? Yep. Just send these to Africa. Yeah. That's a, that'd be a great, just, yeah. Just send them to the freaking trash bin for all I care. Ugh. Just send, send them to Africa. They can be recycled. Oh my gosh, so many recycling jokes in here. Yeah, it looks like recycling. <laughs> Logo. Um, I don't know what your waste management is in LA, but, um... You guys should take some tips. I promise this is a hockey podcast, guys. Go follow the go follow the network at HockeyPodNet. There we are doing now the Tankathon CoolHockey.com draft lottery simulator contest. So if you go onto the HockeyPodNet Twitter, you can see the rules for it. I'd wait until the end of the regular season to do this um so that way you actually know the teams that are missing the playoffs 
Um, so you get a better and easier chance to get your corrections right. Um, because the contest is going to run until the draft lottery. So, uh, but you can go online. You can check it out how you do that. And if you win, you get a $200 gift card to coolhockey.com, courtesy of, uh, of them and Tankathon and the Hockey Podcast Network. Um, we'll talk to you again on Thursday, Sporty Nation. Until then, good night and good hockey, everybody. And screw that freaking Rams logo. It's disgusting. <laughs>